All right. Just to reiterate, uh, please be careful out in the lot. I know some of these hills at the entrance ways can be a little icy. It is supposed to warm up today, the next few days. Hopefully a lot of it melts. Um, the back lot, I apologize, the back lot is still all snow covered. Uh, the person that always used to plow our lot we didn't know until yesterday they quit plowing, so we kind of had to scramble and look for someone new, and the new person that we got wasn't familiar with our lot and didn't even plow the back lot at all. Uh, when I came to check on it, I saw that the back lot wasn't plowed at all, so I called him back, and they sent the guy back, and he kind of plowed one swath back there, so I apologize for that, but uh, there's a little bit of a you know, oversight, our main person missed or doesn't do it anymore. So please be careful back there. Uh, hopefully sun comes out and melts that and we'll be okay. So remember, no p.m. tonight. Um, I do hope and trust that everyone had a, a blessed Christmas. Uh, I know my family and I did. We enjoyed it very much. I hope you did also. Um, now, let me get to the word. This, this is the last Sunday of 2020. It's the last time we'll gather as a church family. Last time we'll gather as a church body in this year of 2020. And holy smokes, what a tremendous year it has been. Um, God has been so faithful to us this year. So faithful to us this year. You know, I, I will always try my best as a pastor. Pastor Joe has always tried his best. But that's not actually what makes New Hope Ministry function. It's, it's not the efforts of mankind. I give my effort. Others give their effort. We have lots of people that make this ministry work. We'll all give our best, but that's not actually the secret ingredient that makes this all work. It is the faithfulness of God. He is the one that controls the things that mankind cannot. So many things happen in a ministry I can't control. I have no power over and God does, and He sees us through all this. And as I, I look back on the year of 2020, that's what I see is the faithfulness of God. He has been so faithful. Do you, do you realize? Amen. Amen. Do, you, do you realize how many hundreds, even thousands of ministries this year closed their doors permanently? They'll never reopen again. They're gone. Off, they are history. And God was faithful enough to us, and this is the part I can't figure out. He was faithful enough to us that we not only survived this very strange year, but we actually grew this ministry this year. We did tons of improvements this year. And I just can't wrap my mind around it how others, they fell to the wayside, weren't able to survive. But God kept his hand over this ministry, and we actually moved forward in 2020. Where everyone else was moving backward, we moved forward. And I'm just so thankful for the faithfulness of God. However, I, I do think that it is uh, the general consensus that we get this year behind us. Amen? Let's, uh, let's get this year behind us. We've seen enough of 2020 already. Um, actually, it was Christmas morning, we got all the snow. I don't know what we got, six, eight inches of snow. And we got up Christmas morning in my household with no power. So I texted my neighbor, and he kind of said something funny. I thought I'd share it with you this morning. I texted my neighbor. I said, hey, you guys okay over there? You know, I got a kerosene heater if you need to borrow it. He said, oh, we're, we're doing okay. And he texted back, 2020 for the win. 
You know, it, it's, it's just kind of the general consensus, let's just get this year over. The coldest day of the year, and we got no power now. So, you know, does that surprise us? That's just kind of par for the course for this year, amen? Just what a, what a crazy year. Let's get it behind us. I think many of us are all anxious to just put this in the past and be done with it. Let's start a new year. Let's get to 2021 and, and put this one in the books. However, before we do that, now, I prayed a lot about this, but I think it would be remiss of us if we didn't have some takeaways from the year 2020. You know, when I say takeaways, I mean something that we learned, something that we took away from 2020. We all went through it together. We all faced all these things that most of us, we've never seen this stuff before. So I think it behooves us this morning to, to, to say, hey, what, what did we learn? What did I take away from this crazy year? From this year we saw things happen in our nation we've never seen before in our lives. From this thing, things that happened in this world we've never seen before in our lives. We faced unprecedented times. What can I take away from that? What are some takeaways from 2020? We all should have gleaned some bits of knowledge, some bits of experience, from this year that we went through. I mean, if you have no takeaways, how do you grow? How do you grow in stature and wisdom? You should always be growing. I don't care how old you are, how long you've been saved, you should always be continually learning and growing, growing your faith, growing in Christ, growing your roots deeper into the Word. What are your takeaways this morning? Now, I'd have to say this. Uh, my number one takeaway, you know, this morning I'll just give you a quick little list of some of my takeaways for 2020. But my number one takeaway from observing and being subjected to the year 2020 is this. My only hope is in the Lord God. Jeez, many Christmas. Can I ask anyone to say amen to that? I have learned this year from observing the things that happened around us, observing the things going on in our nation, observing the things going on in our leadership, I've learned that I have but one hope, and it is in the Lord Jesus Christ. All of my hope in all of mankind in the year 2020, which wasn't high to begin with, has just plummeted, and my hope for God has just skyrocketed. That's one takeaway, one major takeaway that I have from the year 2020, is that hope in mankind plummeted, and hope in Christ skyrocketed for me. That's my number one takeaway this morning. You know, and it's not that I just learned that this year, but it's 2020 has reaffirmed that in me. My hope has always been in Christ, always been in God, but 2020 made sure of that. Amen? That is my only hope. Let me rephrase that for you. I have learned from my experiences in 2020 that hope in anything other than Jesus Christ is going to lead to sore disappointment. That's what I took away from the year 2020. If you have hope in anything other than Jesus Christ, you're going to, you'll be led to sore disappointment. If you, your hope is in your body, in your physical strength, you're in for a sore disappointment. Brothers and sisters, I'm not going to gripe and complain to you, but I just, just healed up from a back injury. I tweaked my back. I don't know what in the world I did. I had a, a bulging disc. End up, it took me six weeks to heal. Six weeks to heal. 
Every time I would lay down, I don't know what in the world was going on back there, but I could find no comfort. I'm telling you, it does not take much to change your whole world. To change One little thing can go wrong in your physical body, and your whole world is rocked if your hope is in your physical strength, in your looks, in your body. You're in for sore disappointment. I'm telling you. A lot of times when I look down at my notes, you might see me go like this. It's because I can't see anymore. I can see you when I have my glasses on. But when I go to look at this, because my eyes are going bad anymore. You're in for a sore disappointment if your hope is in your body. If your hope is in your government. (laughs) Nah, don't get me started. (laughs) Don't get me started. They're going to let you down. They're going to let you down. You're in for a sore disappointment. If your hope is in material things, the Bible says moths, rust will corrupt. If your hope is in that, you're in for a sore disappointment. Listen to what Psalms chapter 71 verse 5 says this. This is like the sums up the year for me. It says, For thou art my hope, O Lord God, thou art my trust from my youth. I feel like the year 2020 came along and just stamped its approval on that verse. For me, and says, Well, for thou art my hope, O Lord God, thou art my trust from my youth. I, I just read that and I say, Amen. That's my takeaway from 2020. I lost all hope in this system, in this world. It's gone. And my hope is in, Lord, you are my hope. From my youth up, you are my hope. Brothers and sisters, if your hope is in anything other than the Lord, you're in for sore disappointment. My hope is not in mankind. My hope is not in leadership that we have. My hope is not in money. My hope is not in my investing strategies or my IRA. Uh Uh-uh. My hope is not in Social Security. My hope isn't in guns. My hope isn't in my abilities. My hope isn't in my strength. Not at all. I have but one hope, and I place it in the man, Jesus Christ. That is my hope. My hope is not in anything that mankind has to offer. My hope is not anything that this world has to offer me. And 2020 has proved that to me, proved that to be true. It just rings true to me this morning. He is my hope. He's the only hope that I've got. He's the only hope that we have. He is the blessed hope. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 7 says this said, Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, in whose hope the Lord is. New Hope, is he your hope this morning? Is any of this ringing true to you this morning? Did you observe some of these things in 2020? Are you agreeing with me in the Spirit this morning that what he's saying is right? I got but one hope. We got but one hope. My family's got but one hope. My marriage has but one hope. My children has but one hope. Humanity has but one hope. And it is in the Word of God. It is. You know what it says just a few verses above the scripture I just read? Listen to what it says. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed is the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his arm and whose heart departs from the Lord. Listen to what happens to him. It says, For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited. That's the end result. To the man or the woman or the child that is trusting in mankind. That's the end result. That's the summation of when you put all your hope, all your faith, everything you've got into the institutions that mankind has for us. 
you, you end up like a tumbleweed in the desert. You're going to inhabit all the parched places. Of the earth. You won't even know when good comes, the Bible says. That's the end result when you hope in what man has to offer. Hmm. That's the end result. That's my takeaway for 2020 is that God is our only hope. Well, you're going to be sorely disappointed if you trust in man or if you trust in yourself or you trust in your own strength. Hmm. You say, well, well how do you come to that conclusion, Jason? You know, that, that God is your only hope. How do you come to that conclusion? Well, I'll give you a couple little reasons here. Has anyone seen the latest COVID-19 stimulus bill? Anyone, anyone seen any of that? You ask me how I lose, my, how my hope wanes in mankind and how it skyrocketed in lo- the Lord in 2020. My hope is in anything, my, I, I lose hope in anything other than God because I can't figure out their mathematics. Okay, now, now I'm not a mathematician, but I have taken some math courses. I've taken uh, financial classes. I passed, got an A in it. I took corporate finance. I took statistics. Now, I'm not a genius mathematician. I am not, but I I can't understand their math, okay? I I cannot. So in my limited knowledge of mathematics, I can't figure out how you can give out $900 billion or think you can give out $900 billion when you are starting with negative $27 trillion dollars. I, I can't figure this out, okay? These are the things that make me lose hope in humanity. These are the things that make me lose hope when I look around at our nation, I look around at the world, I'm like, no thanks, I think I'll hope in God. Now humor me for a moment, just humor me for a minute. Imagine that you open up your checkbook ledger, flip it open. Now, many of us might not even use checkbooks anymore. So let's say you open up your banking app on your phone or you log on to your banking institution on the computer. You log on to it and it gives you your balance and your balance is flashing negative 27 trillion, negative 27 trillion. By the way, I don't know what a trillion is, okay? My, my mind doesn't go up that high. I don't know what it is. It's a big high number that's almost unimaginable, okay? So let's say you open up your ledger and it says minus 27 trillion. And you come to the conclusion, I can give out $900 billion. <laughs> These are the things that make me say, no thanks. I appreciate it. No thanks. My hope's going to be in him. My hope is going to be in him. I just, I'm not able to understand it. Not able to understand and wrap my mind around it. Okay? Now, I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories this morning. I do have a few theories of my own. I think this, you know, this big debt that's getting ran up, I think it's intentional to bankrupt our economic system and usher in globalism along with a great reset. But that's a, a message for a different day, okay? We won't get into all that topic for a different day. Another reason that all my hope is in God, and we saw this a lot this year, and this... This flabbergasts me. I, I, got no, I got no answers for you on this one. When, when you have leadership in this nation, when you have large people groups, large groups of people 
that think it is a good idea to either defund police or dissolve police, it causes me to lose hope in humanity. Causes me to lose hope. Causes me to gain hope in God. Okay, that's, that's what it does. And we saw that this year. We saw it. It, it causes me to say, thanks, but no thanks. My trust is in Him. Thank you, appreciate your ideology or whatever in the world, but my hope is in Him. That's what it causes me to say. I think I'll hope in God. Does anyone know why we have police? They enforce the law, hence their name, law enforcement. That, that's why we call them law enforcement. We have laws they help to enforce these laws. They punish us if we break those laws. That's why we have, it prevents us, you've probably heard me preach this lot through this year, that these police prevent us from descending into chaos. What did we just learn last Sunday morning when I preached? We learned that mankind at his core is basically evil. So these police help maintain some semblance of law and order. And we have people now saying, we don't need them. We don't want them. We can, we can achieve some type of utopia. We don't even need them. And I'm scratching my head saying, I don't think it works that way. I don't think it works that way. Mankind is basically evil. We just learned this last week. Without law enforcement, we descend into lawlessness and madness. We saw this in many of our major cities in our nation this year. Looting, rioting, pillaging, and plundering. That's what we saw in our nation this year. You remember last week, I read to you a scripture found in Ecclesiastes written by King Solomon, one of the wisest men that ever lived, and he said, madness is in the hearts of men. Can you remember back last week that far ago when I read that to you? Madness is in the hearts of men. Madness and wickedness. Job said, a drink iniquity like water, and then someone comes up with an idea, I don't think we need any police. Do you see my reasoning? Do you see my rationale, how I come to the conclusion? I say, mm, for 2020, my takeaway is my only hope is in the Lord. Do you see how I'm making that leap, that connection now? Because I see their thinking, and I'm like, this is the best you got? These are your ideas? This is what you want to implement and think that it will work? This is why we have police. It's man's attempt to maintain law and order. No, it's not a perfect system. No, everything that man does is not perfect. But it's at least an attempt to maintain some law and order. Are there some bad police out there? I'm sure there are. We know there are. But man, when you, you want to throw away the whole system, I, I don't think it works that way. Does, does anyone, for example, the, the, this, this happened. I don't know if you read this, but I did. Does anyone remember that Chaz Chop autonomous zone that they tried to establish in Seattle? Anyone remember that? They actually said no police allowed. There was no police presence in this little section of Seattle and I actually saw, you know, they had spray painted all over their borders, all over their, you know, makeshift walls and pallets that they put up in wood. They, I don't know if you saw it too, they, they spray painted the anti-police slurs, you know, they would cuss at the police, we don't want you, we don't need you in here. And there was no police in there. I find it ironic that they immediately had a groping problem in that Chaz Chop Zone. I don't know if you read that, but I did. Men 
we're going around groping on women, grabbing the women. Because there's no fear, there's no repercussions for what, hey, there ain't no police here. I'm going to go walk around and grab myself some women. That is what happened. That is what took place. It did not equal a utopia. It equaled the opposite of that, a dystopia. They immediately had a groping problem. That's what happens when there's no police presence. It descends into madness just like the Bible says. Just like the Bible says. But when there are police present, when there is a police present, and you want to grope on women, you're going to jail. You're going to jail. That's how it should be. Police prevent us from chaos. And when our leadership votes to defund them, like many cities, like many city councils did, no thanks, mankind. My hope is in the Lord. My hope is in the Lord. You know, my brother lived in one of those cities. His neighbor got robbed, called the police. That's a true story. He, he observed it himself, called the police. Police said, is anyone dead? Is anyone hurt? Well, no, but my stuff got robbed. Sorry, we ain't coming. Never showed up, never came. Now, now that's not something I'm speaking against the police, saying they're bad people. They don't have the staff. They don't have the staff for it. They, they took it all away. They're operating on a skeleton budget. The, the people that came and visited my mom and dad a month ago or so, they come from one of those cities as well. They actually told us a story where the man and a few other neighbors had to band together with ball bats and golf clubs and go and chase a, a thief out of one of their neighbor's house that was out of town themselves to call the police. Ain't nothing we can do about it. These are real stories of things that are, this is what mankind is trying to implement. These, this is how I come to the conclusion that I come to that my hope is in God. My trust is in God. 2020, you, you see the direction of it all, amen? You, if you have any spiritual discernment at all, you should be able to say, hmm, not going in a good direction. This year has taught me that all my hope is in God. All my hope is in God. Romans 8.22. I love this little chunk of scripture. If, if Listen to me now, New Hope. I, I say this a lot. I don't know if you listen to me or not. I always try to encourage you to read certain books of the Bible. You'll hear me mention Romans. The book of Romans is a book we should all be familiar with. Romans will teach you so much about humanity. It's unbelievable. Romans chapter 8 verse 22 says this. For we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, the Apostle Paul says, waiting for the adoption, waiting for the redemption of our body. It says, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for it? But if we hope for that what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. You see, the Apostle Paul was saying, Oh man, I, I know that this life is tough. I know it's difficult. I know that we have to go through goofy years like 2020. He says it, it causes us to groan and travail. And we all of us are. I'm sure all of us are looking around going, Seriously, this is the best you have. This is the best you got. Leadership, this is, this is, your, this is it. We're all groaning. We're all travailing. We're all under this tremendous weight. 
The Apostle Paul was telling us, but he's being as patient as he can. He's waiting for the redemption of his body through Christ Jesus. I hope you are too. I hope for it too. Even though I can't see it, I know it's there. I can't touch it. I know it's there just around the corner. The redemption of my body. I know it's there. I can see it with my spiritual eyes. And though, even though now we're all groaning. Remember, remember righteous Lot was vexed when he lived in Sodom and Gomorrah. All he saw was the sexual immorality everywhere. Every man, every quarter, it says in the Bible. They were sexually immoral, sexually perverse, and it caused Lot to be vexed and hung over, and I oh, can't take, can't hardly take it anymore. That, that's how I felt in 2020. I'm like, I can't hardly take this anymore. I can't tell you how many times this year I've prayed, Lord, I want to see the hand of God. I want to see the righteous hand, the mighty hand of God. I can't wait to see it. Now you can make fun of me if you want, but I have been hooked on a old school gospel music lately. <laughs> my, my family, you know, we kind of grew up with the Jimmy Swaggart ministry. Man, did they know how to play music like no one's business. And I have been hooked on it. I, I know maybe it's not real cool or hip or modern or whatever you want to say. But man, I have been completely hooked on it. it. It's like coffee to me. I know we have lots of coffee drinkers out here. You know, everybody wants their lattes or their mochas or whatever they are. I don't even know what they are. But you get that little coffee and it just puts a little pep in your step, wakes you up, livens you up. My coffee is the old school gospel music. It just, I, I don't know what it is. My wife and I have been putting it on Sunday mornings these last few weeks. We have this little Bluetooth speaker. You know, you wake up out of bed and you're all groggy and barely seed. You kind of fumble your way to the shower you hit play on some of that old school gospel music. This morning, the name was the song was The Holy Ghost Will Set Your Feet to Dancing. I, I tell you, I don't know what in the world this is, but I, 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 my toe starts tapping all of a sudden. You know, I flip the shower on. Next thing you know, my head starts bobbing. I, don't, I can't help myself. Next thing you know, I'm just showering in there. I, I don't know what in the world happens to me. <laughs> Go ahead and make fun of me. That is the truth. It's like coffee. Next thing you know, I ain't tired anymore. I love it. I, I have put this music on, brothers and sisters. I, I kid you not. I put this music on. And you can find it on YouTube. Oh, old 80s stuff or whatever. I kind of grew up with this stuff. So maybe some of it's a bit nostalgic to me. I don't know what it is. But I have put this music on. Shannon sends me and Aaron, you know, to go get this or that or whatever it is. I put this music on. I just am lost in worship. It's like I teleport to wherever, oh, no, I'm at Walmart. Might as well go and get a pack of bacon or something like that. That's what it's like. It's like, you, I don't know what in the world happens to me. There's an old gospel song called, Ain't Nothing Better Than Being There. Kind of goes like this. I'm not a good singer. I am when I'm alone by myself and all that. I'm a real good singer. Says the only thing better then talking about heaven is when I walk those streets of gold and I wear my long white robes. <laughs> Amen. Says I'm going to meet my Lord up there in that meeting in the air. Ain't nothing better than being there. Amen. Amen. I play the air drums. I play the air guitar and the air keyboard. And I'm lead vocalist all at the same time. I love it. I love it. 
Ain't nothing better than being there. I texted Pastor Joe lately. I, I texted him something, a song that I knew he would like and that I liked, you know, from a long, long time ago. And uh, the keyboard was just blowing up. This man's fingers were hovering on his keyboard 100 miles an hour. And then the man singing, just this soul coming out of his voice. And I, I texted Pastor Joe. I said, Dad, I said, how about this? I said, in heaven, when we get these glorified bodies, and maybe we can sing good and dance good and play good, I said, how about you can be on the keyboard and I'll be the lead vocalist. <laughs> he texted back one word, deal. <laughs> That's what he said, deal. I'm telling you, go ahead and make fun of me if you want. I don't know what it is. When I get to heaven, that's what I aim to do, brothers and sisters. I aim to do it. Read, if you think heaven's going to be like this, then, then apparently you haven't read the book of Revelation. book of Revelation is John, he's writing what he sees in heaven. What do you think them four beasts do? What are the 24 elders doing? They're all worshiping and going nuts in the presence of God. That, I aim to join right up with them. Do you see where all my hope is now? Do you see where? It ain't on this planet. It ain't on this planet. Another reason that all my hope is in the Lord and not down here. Is when bars are okay to open. When strip clubs is okay to do business. When casinos are okay to function. When Walmart's perfectly fine for business. But the churches need to shut down. No thanks. My hope is in the Lord. My hope is in the Lord. Bible says this in Psalms chapter 118 verse 8. It says, it is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in man. Next verse says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. That, that's where my trust is. That's where my hope is. It, all of it is in the Lord. All of it is in God. All of my trust and hope is in Him. All of my faith is in Him. And 2020 has showed me that. That's, that's what my number one takeaway. When looting and rioting are safe, but churches are dangerous in bad places, no thanks. My hope is in the Lord. Isaiah chapter 31 verse 1 says this, Woe to them that go down to Egypt for health, help and stay on horses. And trust in chariots, because they are many. And in horsemen, because they are very strong. But they look not to the Holy One of Israel, neither seek the Lord. You skip down to verse 3, it says, Now the Egyptians are men, and not God. And their horses flesh, and not spirit. When the Lord shall stretch out His hand, both he that helps shall fall, and he that is helped shall fall down. They shall all fail together. There, there is no hope down here in humanity. There is no hope. You can't put your faith in the institutions of humanity. You can't. The Bible says it's going to fall. Whoever's trying to help and whoever is helped, they shall fail together because they're not looking to the Lord for their help. Their hope is not in the Lord. That's what's going to happen to them. doesn't matter if they're many. It doesn't matter if you've got tanks and a giant army. Our hope is in God. It is in the Lord. 2020 has taught me that I cannot look to man for hope. They've got no answers. They have no answers. As a matter of fact, the more our nation deviates from the word of God, the more outlandish our nation's behavior becomes. The, the more they say, get this book away from me, the more they reject that, 
the more outlandish things we see manifesting themselves. I, I just saw this yesterday, but do you remember it was a couple of few months ago? I don't even remember what I was actually preaching on, but I, I mentioned a song. This was like the number one hit, and I, I still t- will not mention the name of this song, but I described the song as what I call verbal pornography. I saw yesterday that it won Song of the Year. You deviate from this, and then you start demonizing good, what is good and right. That, that is what's going on. That's, what's going, this, that's how I make this leap and say, hmm, I've come to the conclusion that my only hope is in God for, for all these reasons. Hmm. If, I wanna, if a man wants to identify as a woman, okay, so be it. If a man wants to identify as an animal, okay, so be it. No thanks. My hope is in God. Here's my, my second takeaway. My second takeaway from the year 2020 is this. The Bible is true. That, that is my second takeaway. First one is all my hope is in Him. The second one is, I don't think we've ever had a year in human history, at least in my short lifetime, 44 years being on this planet, that has proved this book to be more true. That, that you see that it's almost as though there is no truth anywhere except for in these pages, in these leather-bound covers. It, it has been reduced to that. There is no more truth anywhere except in the Word of God. That, that's my second takeaway. The Bible is true. The Word of God is truth. That's what it is. Romans 3, 4 in the middle there says, Yea, let God be true and every man a liar. 2020 says to me, that verse is true. God is true and every man's a liar. I believe it now more than I ever have. You say, well, how do you come to that conclusion, Jason? How do you come to the conclusion that the Bible's true, that 2020 has really showed you that? How do you come to that conclusion? Well, let's read a little bit of it and see if we observed it this year. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. And as I read a little bit of it, see if you observe these things also. This know also that in the last days, dangerous times shall come. Anyone see dangerous times? Yeah, I do. For men shall be lovers of them own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truce makers, false accusers, incontinent, meaning no lack, no self-control, no self-restraint. It says fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Mind you, brothers and sisters, this was written almost 2,000 years ago. I, I didn't write this yesterday. This wasn't written yesterday. There's not an author sitting there writing this today. To me, could you get any more descriptive of the people that we have on this planet today? Could you be any more accurate? We have physical copies of this book that it was written thousands of years ago. They're on displays in museums. You can go and read these scriptures and say, man, someone wrote that 2,000 years ago. That's exactly how people are today. This is exactly how they are. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Does that seem true to you? It does to me. 
2020 has come along and said, uh, that passage there in 2 Timothy, true. That sounds like the generation of people that we have right now. A generation of God-hating, Bible-hating, America-hating people. They'd rather see this nation burn to the ground. That's what a lot of their MO is, just burn it to the ground. Our, our history has just been disrespected this year. We, we tear down all these statues of all these people because somehow all of a sudden they became evil people. 2020 has confirmed the word of God to me. How about this? The words of Jesus. Does any of this sound true? Remember, always good to remember when this Bible was written. Long time ago, a couple thousand years ago, this part was written. Jesus says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Listen to what Jesus says. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. These disciples are saying, Jesus, when's the second coming? When's the end of the world going to be? The first response Jesus gives them and says, there's going to be a lot of deceit. There's going to be a lot of deceiving going on. Deceiving. Does anyone see that spirit in our nation? I see it everywhere. Everywhere. Who even knows who's telling the truth anymore when it comes to the news and the events that actually happen? Who in the world even knows who's telling the truth anymore? First thing Jesus says, take heed that no man deceive you. That means to me that Jesus is saying, in the last days, there's going to be a lot of deceiving going on. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet, Jesus says, for nation shall rise against nation. Anyone see this going on? Kingdoms against kingdoms. There shall be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. Anyone see any of those things going on? And all these are the beginnings of sorrows. Jesus says, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Anyone see lots of hatred in our nation right now? And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. Anyone see lots of false prophets arising in our nation? Lots of them. Lots of them deceiving. Look at some of these mega churches that don't even preach the word of God and they're 10,000 strong in their audiences. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Anyone see that going on in our nation? It's unbelievable. If, if you pay, pay any attention to what they call Christendom, the, the realm of Christianity... The, these high-profile Christians that have fallen away this year, unbelievable. Many of them have turned apostate and turned away and actually apologized for things that they preached. It, it's happened lots this year, lots of them. We have lots, lo, there's a, a huge pastor just fell a, a month or two ago. And because iniquity shall abound... The love of many shall wax cold. Are you seeing the rising hatred for Christ? Are you seeing the rising hatred for Christianity? Even the rising hatred just for churches. Churches gathering. 
That's what I see. That's what I saw this year. I saw it. I saw it. We had our Supreme Court at one, one point this year issued something against churches. I mean, it's almost like it's black and white. You, you, can't, you can't favor these institutions, the casinos and this and that, and not favor the churches. They did. They did. Now, to me, when I, when I read this, what Jesus said, there, there's no author on the planet that could sit down and observe what happened this year and write it today and be any more accurate than Christ 2,000 years ago. That, that is, that's honestly how I feel about it. When I, when I read the scripture and I see, oh, this is how mankind is going to be like, and then I look to society, I'm like, the two match. They match. Now, we, we have to stop there for today. Those are my two takeaways. I have a big list of takeaways, but we're just going to cover two of them. All my hope is in Him. That's my number one takeaway. And that's, that's for all of us. All, all our hope is in God. And, and this is true. My, my two main takeaways from 2020. But we've got to stop there. Is anyone agreeing with me in spirit this morning? You, do you take those things away too? I know as a body, I know that's how we feel. I know that, that that is what we saw this year. Our only hope is in God. That's it. And the Word of God is true. Amen? Let's pray and we'll dismiss. Father God, we love you this morning, Lord. God, I am so grateful for the Word of God. I'm so grateful that my hope is in you, Lord. Lord, I'm so grateful that you're not a man. The Bible says God is not a man. And I'm so grateful for that, Lord. Because if you were a man, Lord, I, I don't know if I could have hope in you, Lord. Because when I look to humanity, when I look even to myself, Lord, I fail so many times. Even our best intentions, Lord. Even if I set out to do good. Even if our, our government or leadership sets out to do good. Even when we intend good, Lord, goofy things arise. And it gets all messed up. Lord, everything that mankind touches, Lord, it falters and it fails. And Lord, it has led us as a church to conclude that our only hope is in you, God. It is in you. And Lord, I just pray that that is confirmed in us this morning. And Lord, the second thing that's confirmed in us this morning, Lord, is that your word is the truth. Your word is true. Everything in it is yea and amen. All the promises of God are true. All the prophecies, Lord God, we see them. Many of them come true. Some of them are coming true. And then others will come true, Father. We see this, Lord. The descriptive uh, language you use in the Word of God. And we, we match it against what we see today, Lord. In the two match, Lord. Exact ringer, Father God. We see it. And Lord, it, I, I pray that it serves to bolster all of our faith here in this sanctuary, Lord. Boost our faith, Lord. Get our eyes off of the scary, uncertain things and get them onto what is true and what is right. Lord, your word tells us to think on these things. Whatever, whatsoever things are true and pure and right, we're to think on those things, not on all the scary things, Father God. And Lord, as we close out this year in 2020, I pray, Lord, I pray that your people march on victorious because we have a victorious king. We have a king that is not a man. We have a king that is God, creator, Jehovah, El Shaddai, Elohim. He's the one we follow, and we love that. We love that fact, Father God. Lord, I pray you bless your people as we go this morning. Be with them. Keep them safe, Lord. And Lord, 
We just pray, Lord, that you will be with us in the year 2021, Lord. Let it be the year of our Lord. We all eagerly anticipate the return of Jesus. We love to see it, Lord God. Uh, be caught up with you in the heavens, Lord. And Lord, if I can just worship you forevermore, Lord, count me in. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a wonderful Sunday, everyone. Be blessed.